Hello, everyone, and welcome to OHSDA Interviews. I'm Vincenzo Calla, and I'm your host for today's episode. Today, I'm happy to have with me the Member of Parliament for Hastings, Lennox, and Addington, Shelby Cramp Nyman. Shelby was first elected to be the MP for Hastings, Lennox, and Addington in the 2021 election. Prior to being elected, Shelby spent almost six years as a teacher, including time with the Hastings and Prince Edward District School Board and at Loyalist College. She has served on the Center Hastings Municipal Council for 15 years, being re-elected three times, and serving for four years as Deputy Mayor. Shelby also spent 12 years working for Sun Life Financial as an award-winning financial advisor. She also served as a parliamentary assistant to the late Jim Prentice and worked for former Senator Concilio De Nino. Shelby currently serves as the Conservative Shadow Minister for Seniors. Thank, Thank you, Shelby, for joining us today. It's great to have you here today, and we're so glad that you are able to join us to have this great discussion that I'm sure we will have. So we're going to start off with our question and answer segment, and all of these questions come from the members of our high school team. So the first question is the question that's on everybody's minds right now, and it's about the leadership race. And we know that you are a member of the leadership uh, leadership election organizing committee. And we want to ask, as a member of the Conservative Party Leadership Election Committee uh, Organization Committee, or LEOC, can you maybe explain um, what the leadership races process sort of like on the party side internally, and the type of preparation that goes into it behind the scenes up to September 10th, the day of the leadership uh, announcement? Perfect. Well, thank you for having me, Vincenzo. I'm happy to be here, albeit it would be better uh, next time if we're able to do it face-to-face, but in the meantime, Zoom will need to work. So being on LEOC for me has been a very interesting perspective. I've been around the political uh, world for, for several years, and I've always been involved actively in leadership campaigns. I recall my first one was back in 97. Uh, nonetheless, uh, being involved act- actively on the ground is very different uh, from being involved in LEOC. So when I was initially asked to or appointed to be on LEOC, I was delighted for different reasons. I uh, delighted that I could see the leadership race from a completely different perspective, a different angle. And what's happening in the beginning is there's been a group of us from across the country, from, from all different levels of experience within the, the political realm. I'm the only member sitting on LEOC. And with that, you can think of it as a wheel. And there's so many different spokes of the wheel that are currently working simultaneously. Uh, so for example, initially, we had to establish the rules of the race. From there, we had to intimately uh, meet with all the candidates uh, to see whom was going to be in the race. Uh, from there, uh, there was everything from uh, organization of the debates. There's obviously right now huge focus on the membership list. And uh, the current scenario that we're in right now is getting that updated list, the scrub list, to all of the candidates by, I would suggest, in the next 10 to 14 days, early July at the latest. Because over the last couple months, it's been a real push on, on membership acquisition. And what we'll see is it will transition into the persuasion phase. And then from the persuasion phase, it will then transition into actually getting out the vote. So it's one thing to acquire as many memberships as we can, which has been monumentally fantastic for the party because the energy and the excitement towards this leadership race has been really 
really, uh, it's, it's a great thing for the party to show that, you know, the Conservatives are the government in waiting. I think that the interest in this is far exceeding what anyone ever anticipated. So getting out that vote, encouraging those people that got memberships to actually vote in the leadership race is, is huge. So there's many different phases. On top of that, of course, we'll be organizing the, the announcement, which will happen on September the 10th. Uh, but what some people are asking right now is they wanna make sure that people that do have memberships, they when are they receiving their packages to vote? So that'll be late July, August. Uh, everyone that has a membership will be receiving their ballot in the mail. They will have to document and uh, confirm their identification and, and send the ballots in. So there's lots of behind the scenes, strategic. Uh, it's really nice being on the LIAC perspective because I'm really seeing you know, like I said before, looking at it from a different lens versus being actively in the campaign mode. Uh, so it's, it's, it's great. I'm happy to be there. Well, it's great to hear. I mean, the work that goes into it. I mean, we see the, the, the candidates battling out, doing their thing, but it's just all the behind the scenes that goes into it, into those debates and, and those membership ballots. Like you said, this is fantastic for the Conservative Party that so many people signed up for the party, whether it was with one candidate or another. All the candidates signed up, a whole bunch of new people, new Canadians, well, Canadians joining the Conservative Party. And it is so exciting for our party, no matter... Uh, who may have signed them up, that just people want to join the party and and help decide the future of Canada. Because the more people that vote in the Conservative leadership race means the more consensus there is for a Conservative leader who wants to be Prime Minister. 100%. I feel as though, you know, we're in the midst of the TSN turning point where where the mode has shifted. People are are overwhelmingly exhausted and tired of our, of our current government. And we're showing that there's lots of options right now in the leadership pool. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how things play out. And more importantly, how the country will then get behind our next leader. Definitely. And we're going to go on to the next question, talking about some of the housework that's been going on recently. A lot of the stuff, uh, the big discussions talking about why Canadians are tired with this government. But the question is, what are the, uh, this comes from Vasu and Ajax, and he wants to ask, what are the Conservatives, especially those of you in the House, um, what are you doing in order to bring the government, the Liberal government spending down, especially as inflation and debt have continued to surpass expectations in the last year? Yeah, that, so that's something that the Conservative Party, we have been trying to do since we were first elected. Canadians right now are in a perpetual struggle. They're in rough shape. I talk to constituents every single day from Hastings, Lennox, and Addington, and there's a lot of people that are in rough shape. They are no longer living paycheck to paycheck. They're struggling to get through the end of the week. So it's, it's a tough time for Canadians. Like we're seeing inflation at all time high, cost of living, is is completely out the, out out to lunch. It's 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 ridiculous. So the question that you posed to me is, what are we doing about it? This is when we're in a, a tricky situation. Of course, we're in opposition. So our role in opposition is to continuously push on the government for results. And what you find is we've had several opposition day motions encouraging the government to. Yeah, well, I can I can make reference to all of our different opposition opposition day motions. Actually, just prior to this call, I was looking back all the way from October of different options and solutions that we've been presenting to the government, and it just seems as though they, it's a hard stop on everything. They're not willing to 
engage in any of our, of our ideas. Um, it's every every single week we're, we're pushing and asking for relief at the gas pumps. We're asking for relief for inflation. We're asking for relief for seniors, for business owners, for farmers, for students, and to no avail. Uh, it's almost like it's in one ear and out the other. And with this new coordinated uh, relationship between the NDP and the Liberals, it's it's really putting some, it's additional frustration and it's not the government that Canadians elected. So right now we continuously push, 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 push. Uh, for those of you that have tuned into question period, uh, a little bit theatric, uh, but nonetheless, we have been posing every single day to, to lift the, the mandates, the federal mandates for to uh, alleviate the, the headaches and the lineups and the, the lack of efficiencies at the, at the airports. We've been continuously asking to um, freeze the, the taxes at the pumps. There's been so many different issues that we're continuously pushing, and it just seems like we're getting nowhere. Well, at least some things, I mean, we saw the other day uh, at the time of this filming, the government has finally decided to, I guess, temporarily lift some of the, some of the airport, um, the vaccine mandates at the airports, which is a step uh, for sure, um, and something that, uh, because of the great work that the conservative members have done, especially, um, well, everybody that everybody's done a great job uh, pushing forward just to sort of get the efficiency back in, in Parliament to help Canadians that way. But there are definitely many things, many more things to do. And I wanted to build on this uh, because you are the shadow minister for seniors. And um, we're seeing that... Um, a lot of seniors already struggle financially. A lot of seniors have financial struggles and inflation and the economic situation in Canada has only increased that. Um, so I wanted to ask, what do you think as the shadow minister of seniors, um, for seniors, what do you think the government could be doing or should be doing to help seniors a little more during this crisis, especially those who are already struggling financially before the rising inflation, if there's some sorts of ideas that they, they can be possibly taking? Yeah, I, I think our, our seniors, and as the role of critic for, for seniors, seniors feel as though they have given so much to Canada and they're not asking for very much. Seniors do not have high expectations. Uh, seniors want to be communicated to, they want to be treated fairly, and with seniors, um, whether we go all the way back to the beginning of, of this session when we, were when we were speaking about the GIS clawback, like we were talking almost 90,000 seniors across Canada were, um, had, their had their supplement cut because they accepted pandemic benefits. So the, the concern was that was the, the lack of communication. So seniors want to be spoken to. They want to be communicated to and understood. I think an example of seniors not being treated um, appropriately is even the Arrive Can app. There's a lot of seniors that are not tech friendly. So we're suggesting, you know, we need, we need to get rid of the app. Uh, we don't need to have someone uh, trying to figure out how to handle their, their phone when they either don't have a phone or they don't know how to use a phone. Um, so I'm not putting all of seniors in one basket because seniors anymore are, are all several different walks of life. And some of our seniors are very tech friendly, um, but there is an element of people that don't, and I don't think need to go through that process. So um, we are currently in the midst of, uh, of a petition getting 
more attention to try and get rid of uh, the ArriveCan app. Well, definitely. I've gone over the border twice now with the ArriveCan app, and it has just been a big waste of time. It's been, it's, it's not the best. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the best app. It's not very, uh, it's not very, um, friendly in terms of not even for seniors for everybody it's not the best right exactly and it's (laughs) it's just it's just seems like it's a lot of nothing it's not that it doesn't do much so so hopefully the government removes that especially as there's no point for it anymore i mean they lifted the restrictions on the airports for vaccines you don't really need an arrive can app for that other than screening yeah which, well they've, they've temporarily suspended yeah, temporarily them, which, is, suspend. which is not a, which is not a, yeah. a complete win it's a mm-hmm. partial win it shows that we're continuously putting pressure and they're they're considering some options but it's it's it won't spot solve the problem it won't fix it entirely it's a it's a band-aid and we need a fix we need a full fix Definitely. And we're going to go on to the fourth question, which um, this was your first uh, first parliamentary sitting as part as a MP um, since you were elected in September. And uh, what I wanted to ask, as the House rises for the summer, what have been some of your ac- favorite accomplishments or memories or moments during this past sitting of Parliament since you started? Wow. Uh, happy, happy to share this. So uh, I was elected on September 20th. And prior to me being uh, here, this, I, I'm a new member of Parliament, indeed, uh, but I'm not new to, to politics. So I'm, first of all, delighted and was so humbled by the tremendous amount of support um, of people that, that sent me to Ottawa. Uh, I have earned um, my way here and I will not take it for granted for a minute. There's so many people that have faith and confidence in me. and. I won't let them down. I uh, very quickly surrounded myself with uh, a great team of, of people that are continuously helping me and supporting me both in their riding and in here in Ottawa. Uh, to answer your question specifically is one of some of the moments that I, I really remember on um, swearing in being here with my, my two daughters and my husband and uh, my mom and my family, my sisters. Um, that's a very special moment for me. Um, my husband's family as well, my entire family all came to, to celebrate in that day. So for me, that was very special because uh, my father was also a member of Parliament for several years. So being able to be here, not uh, you know, in, in a different role as the actual member, sometimes I still have to continue to, to pinch myself and be grateful for the position that I've earned. Um, when I when I walk through the the curtains into the House of Commons. I'm reminded uh, that it's such a tremendous responsibility. Uh, indeed, it's a privilege, and and with that, I, I take I take every day that I sit down in that seat um, with great honor. And when I stand up, I, I think before I speak. And one of the perhaps the biggest accomplishments that I would say is that I've I'm trying to find my my place. I'm trying to establish who I am and share not just with people of on my riding, but people here in Ottawa, people across the country of my purpose and my tone and my respect, not just for my colleagues, but for my respect for colleagues across the aisle and all parties, because we need to work together. We can disagree, that's part of democracy, but it's critical that you disagree respectfully with the common goal being for the best interest of all Canadians. And uh, I hold, um, I have a high sense of, of pride and 
humility and I will continue to do exactly what I'm doing. There's certainly no grass growing under my feet. I, I'm a very high energy individual who, uh, who will continuously push. Uh, so I hope to, I hope to be here for, for um, uh, a term where I can really make uh, oh, several terms, ideally. I'd like to be here um, so I can really make an impact, not just uh, in my ride in the Hastings Clinics in Addington, but to make a legitimate, true impact and provide some kind of hope and inspiration and relief for Canadians that need it right now. Well, those are all great points, and I'm and it's been so great to see you and many of the other members of Parliament, uh, especially a lot of the new ones. We saw a lot of a lot of new Conservative MPs come in after the last election, uh, building, continuing to build that new Conservative team that is showing themselves as a government in waiting. And it's been so great to to see that. And how cool it would have been, it must have been for you for the six months or so that you and your father served side by side as MP and MPP. I'm sure it was really interesting for, for you and for the people there, for the riding to see that as well. Indeed, 100%. And uh, he, he always encouraged me, you know, remember how you got there and who the people are that you're representing. So that's, that's my number one goal is how can I best benefit uh, those people in Hastings, Lennox, Addington? And I will uh, hold my head high and I don't get frustrated easily, but I will continuously push this government uh, and hold them to account for what they're doing and or not doing right now. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, the, of a sense of entitlement and a sense of um, confidence that they haven't earned. Uh, right now, I, I, I feel like Canadians are tired and they're feeling uh, really concerned and they are ready for a, a government that they can have some faith in. Definitely. And we're going to move on to the last part really quickly, which we always ask this to everybody. And I wanted to ask you, it's called Advice for the Next Generation. We talk about youth involvement in politics more. So I wanted to ask, um, what, do, what should young high school conservatives do to get more politically active? So one piece of advice that you would give them, it can be political advice, it can be any advice, just a piece of advice for young conservatives. Oh, goodness. Uh, there's, there's so many. Uh, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, we had a, a grade eight class here from my hometown yesterday. And it's so great getting uh, students involved. Uh, ask questions 100%, get involved in campaigns, knock on doors. Uh, we need more youth. And a lot of politicians talk about engaging youth, but very few politicians actually do it. So uh, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but get involved in local campaigns, be it municipal, provincial, federal, in your student body government, uh, ask questions. There's, there's no silly question. And my best advice to them to answer your question is to learn to stay calm, stay balanced, and don't get too worked up. That's probably, uh, we all have strengths and weaknesses, but that's probably my biggest strength um, so my advice to them is when you think you're having a bad day, put it into perspective and don't, um, you can show emotion, but always keep your ground and stay calm. Some great advice there and a great way to end this interview on. So thank you, Shelby, so much for your time today. But a great discussion and thank you so much. We really appreciate you being with us. Um, good luck as 
things get to get business start to get busy uh, by the time this video comes out house the house will probably have risen already but i know that at the time of this filming it's going to be a busy couple weeks so good luck with that and good luck with the leadership uh the leadership race i know that it's something that we're all watching and we're all getting really interested about i know we're starting our own coverage of it really really soon so it's really getting exciting so thank you so much and uh we wonderful. wish you well in the future thank you so much for joining us awesome. today. i appreciate it have a great day thank you and that is it. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. You can look for more videos coming soon. Make sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok accounts at Ontario HS Cons for info about our next interview and for more great content. Make sure to look at our website at OntarioHSConservatives.org to learn more about us, to see our projects, and for more great content. For our YouTube viewers, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and don't forget to click the notification bell so you never miss a video. For podcast listeners, make sure to follow us and stay updated with new episodes. We hope to see you all soon. Thank you.